I'm Aaron Goldschmidt. I'm Francesco Sedita. And we're Queens of the Roundtable. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hi, everyone. Hi, Hi, Aaron. Hi, sweetie. We are we are so tricked out right now. I've got I my know. a phone on a computer in front of an iPad that you can't see with my notes for today's surprise interview, which is right today's yours. surprise interview. And I'm uh, and we're zooming. We're zooming. It's a it's so much, but it's so fabulous. I'm like sitting on the floor, like Indian. Oh, oh, crisscross applesauce. Crisscross applesauce. Wow, that was an old one. That came back. <laughs> that's crisscross okay. applesauce. Listen, we used to call it Indian and, style when you sat cross-legged, and it's that's not, we don't really say that. And anymore. I and it's like kind of warm today, and I'm in shorts. I feel like we're at summer camp, so just feel telling like, stories. We're about to just drop Pocahontas or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. I just feel like we're like about to tell stories. Okay, well, we are about to tell stories, and we're about to spin yarns. Um. Well, it's good to see you. And today's bittersweet. It's the last episode of our of our 2. like 5. mini of our mini yeah. cast season, which was just supposed to be like a little fun thing, but ended up, you know, starting at the onset of Corona. So really, it's been a the docu- most important season ever. It's really. been a documentation of like our lives since Corona started. So that's so weird. I know. Um, and we always talk about the fact that this kind of this podcast is really sort of like a time capsule of our friendship. And I think that like this weird little season is just like it's going to be interesting in forty years when they open this up. You know. Yeah. yeah, I think when Disney opens the vault about this, it's yes. going to be yeah, I think so God, a whole thing. Well, here we are, um, episode 10 of season 2.5. It's my surprise interview for you. We're going to yes. wait and get into that in a minute. But I think first we need to talk about what's going Some on. Some branded segments. Some branded segments. So, like, what's going on? Give it to me in a, it's always something. Can't have nothing nice. Or uh-huh. something to live for. Um, I'm going straight for something to live for, although it doesn't necessarily encapsulate. I, I'm going straight for wine, if you haven't noticed. I see that. Uh, yes. It doesn't really encapsulate the last week, but it's a highlight of the last week. So, okay. um, yes. as all of our listeners know, we are huge fans of the Housewives. No. And um, this week on Beverly Hills, we found out a very interesting fact that Dorit, I guess, is friends with the owner of the chain called Buca de Beppo, which is like a kind of tricked out, like kind of like, you know, gangstery Italian, quote unquote, Italian American red sauce place. There's one in Chicago. There's one here in Times Square. Obviously, there's one in L.A. and wherever else. Who knows? And I guess Dorit was going to like design a room for him yes. in the restaurant. Yeah. And he was like, you got to you got to have to have a budget, kid. And she, <laughs> because she's Dorit, she instead invested in Buca de Beppo so she could just do whatever she wanted in her room, I guess, is really what happened. And so I did an Instagram story on my private account and I put a very gorge picture of Dorit and I my I just wrote in my story, this, I don't understand, this person owns a Buca de, Be- de Beppo, Buca de Beppo. And I woke up to a DM from one Ms. Dorit. Which is so much better than waking up to a BM. From <laughs> that anyone. is true. <laughs> um, but oh my and God, that is that is life changing. It was life changing. Yeah. Six, six-ish in the morning. So you're like best friends. To see her, 
her basically. sweet words in my DMs, which were just simply, I do, blushing smiley face, red heart. Okay, AKA your best friends. I mean, yes, like yes. That, that is code for like, when are you flying to LA? I can't wait oh to my go God. shopping with you. And I wrote her back a very sweet note that ended with P.S. Kyle needs to chill because I think Kyle needs to chill. Oh, Lord. And you know what? Here she goes. She, she hearted it. Mm. So I am living, living for my new friendship <sighs> with Dorit. Listen. And soon Boy George. You owe it to your queenie sister that... I also get in on this Dorit thing because she's going to love me also. And us I really had to develop this out. And so, <laughs> you know, Dorit, we're going to tag you as we discuss. So we'll tag you in this. As so we discuss. Really get but involved also, in the Dorit, conversation. clearly, if Dorit <laughs> is like getting back to you, she's got a lot of time on her hands. So I'm thinking <laughs> maybe we tap her first because, you know, if, if I can reveal this to our listeners, season three is going to be like every week a fabulous guest. And, Fabulous. And maybe Dorit K yeah. is um She might be. All right. So Dorit maybe. Dorit, we're gonna get back to you. This is a market episode pass, one. So we have to move on, but that's a great one. You know that's yeah, pretty good. I I haven't it's always something. And I'm gonna make this quick, but I I'm not gonna get into it now with, with our listeners, but I had a real shit week. And it was like one of these things where every day it was just something. And then I hit a wall on Friday and I had a, a like a legitimate breakdown, like a, a deep, deep sob. And I was sort of at my wit's end and I was walking around the house, like doing some laundry for like the 400th time this week and getting ready to meet friends for a walk. And I see something on the window that I, I swear to God, at first I thought it was like a bird, like a hummingbird, like just like by the window, right. but right. it wasn't. I got closer and it was a, a wasp or a hornet that was the size of my whole hand because I put my hand on the window. It was uh -huh. so fucking terrifying. And the first thing I thought was that it was one of these murder hornets. And then I'm like, do I have to call someone? Because they're, they're like, if you see one of these murder hornets, you have to report it because they're like not supposed to be here. And they're like, they started out west and you're going to start seeing them. And I'm oh, like, oh, I didn't know you had to report them. Really? I think that like if you see a murder oh hornet in your neighborhood, <laughs> you should tell somebody. <laughs> you have to tell someone. <laughs> okay. And I was, I have a picture and I'll post it, but it was yeah, you so fucking horrifying. And I was like, God damn it, it is always something. Like I have been crying all day and like I just, want to go on a walk and now there's a murder hornet trying to break into my house and that thing was looking at me like I to I like the hunger games an enemy sent in a little parachute dropped it sure down. did it sure did and I have a lot Girl. of enemies okay listen speaking of enemies and speaking of hunger games we know how hungry you are and you've always been yeah. hungry and really <laughs> you've really like gone for like your dreams and you've you've realized a couple of them oh. And wow. and can't, can't I think a compliment. I think what people don't know about you because it's really not anything that we drop very often. Um, your surprise interview, Francesco, is live from New York. It's Saturday no. night because you, in fact, okay. you in fact, I didn't think it would be okay. Interned 
at Saturday Night Live during your sophomore I year sure at did. NYU. I believe yes. that you were a writer's intern who then just had to do everything. I was like a gal Friday for everyone. Uh-huh. Really. A gal, a shiny gal Friday. <laughs> and what I really was. What I think is so crazy is that I feel like I have been a part of your most of your adult life. I mean, we became friends at the end of college, but I've sort of seen all of your professional development. I have been witness to all of that very intimately. But this is one of the few things that you did that I that I wasn't around for. However, in the very few first few months of us being friends, you gifted me with a framed photo <laughs> of you sitting on the stage. I don't think I that, framed it. Listen, bitch. I also, then if I did, it was a joke. I also have a framed photo right here in my house of you at uh-huh. your college graduation with your sister and your parents. <laughs> you gave it to me in the frame. You were like really into giving me framed pictures of you. So I don't think so. It's in the city. So it's like you at this on the Saturday Night Live, like set, like on the stage with all the poinsettias for Christmas, with like your like holiday blazer, your tweed I have blazer. A, no, your I vest. have a red. I I have this photo. I have a red vest on. Okay, I actually was an extra on the show that night. Uh, please try to find that clip too. So listen, it's <laughs> it's very exciting. I think that. Saturday Night Live is such an institution, just like the Queens of the Round Table are, really. Absolutely. And, you know, it's funny because you worked on the show for the 1993-94 season. And that yes. was season 19. And we're up to 45 yes. now. And I was 19. Interesting. And, oh, wow. Hmm. Hmm. Poignant. But, you know... Um, it's something that's really cool. And we have we have a very good friend, Greg Scarnici, who's worked on the show for as long as we've known him. I like, bit, we just missed each other. He's been there for a long time. I've been time. to the show multiple times because of him and because when Marcy Klein was my client, she's, she got me tickets a couple right. times. But Marcy Klein. It's so, well, we can, we can go there too. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, this is just something that I never bear witness to. But it's so interesting because Saturday Night Live was only 19 that year. And now it seems so old, kind of like us. And it wasn't. So you were a young, bright-eyed intern. And um, you, got, was, you got to meet yeah. a bevy of celebrities who I yeah. really looked up to because I have been raised on SNL. So we're going to play a little game. Um, fuck, okay. Mary kill. No, I'm just kidding. Not with these people. But Ooh, I would, I, I'm okay. going to throw out a couple names from the cast that season. And I just okay. want... Listen, I'm sure you've got like hours worth of stories on all of them, but this is a Marco cast. I'll keep it brief. So, you know, you can just give me a couple unless there's a real good story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's okay. Right. okay. So, here we go. Phil Hartman. Oh, a dream. Just a lovely human. Wonderful. And may he rest in peace. It's such a tragedy. Yeah, I know. Um, Rob Schneider. Like, I don't even have an opinion. Okay. Like, not good, not bad. It's, I didn't really know. That's like him, one of you know? the worst things you could say about someone. It's yeah. like, I don't even have an opinion. Because honestly, I'm like, he was definitely on that season, right? Yeah. I don't remember. I don't have a thing about Kevin him. Kevin Nealon. Yeah. Oh, he was nice. He was actually, I don't really have a memory, but he was nice because I did it for two seasons or two um, semesters, and that was rare. And in the second semester, I did Weekend Update, and he was super nice during Weekend Update. That's stuff. cool. I mean, I love Kevin Nealon. Um, what about that season Michael McKeon was on? Do you remember that? He was. Yeah, I he forgot was really that nice. until I did my research. Wait, was he? Oh my God, yes. I'm old. I, I, yeah, I'm okay. looking at the... Because I remember meeting him, but I just couldn't remember if that was the right. season. Yeah. I guess it was. Um, okay. Ellen Cleghorn. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, 
I don't have a great feel for Ellen Cleghorn. <laughs> well, I don't think anyone really um, has a feel for Ellen Cleghorn anymore. She, she wasn't sure what um, the warmest of gals. And on Wednesdays, I like manned the front desk and the phones, like Lauren's phones. It was like a whole thing that you had to be like trained for. And because mm. they did the read through on Wednesdays, or Tuesdays or Wednesdays, but whatever. And, um, Wednesdays. And so Ellen would bring her kid, Ellen Cleggor would bring her kid sometimes, who was little, like seven, maybe six. And I had to watch her. And like one time she was doing something that she wasn't supposed to be doing. And I was like, hey, don't do that. And she full on was like, my mother's Ellen Cleghorn. I'll get you fired. Mm. And I was like, you know what? If you have the ability to say those words, you're being raised by a terrible human. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Moving on. Um, I, uh, wow. Um, we'll just leave it at that, Queenies. Okay, yeah, okay we'll leave it fine. at that. Yeah. And I'm not okay. really exactly sure where her career went anyway, so that daughter is yeah. probably collected unemployment She checks. was pretty funny, though, I have to say. She was okay, pretty funny. well, he's trying to, he's trying to, you know, backpedal a little <laughs> Get bit. Get back in Ellen Cleghorn's good graces. Julia Sweeney. Oh, my God. A lovely, lovely, sweet, sweet woman. Oh, my God, I love this. Okay, we're going to do everybody, I think. Uh, Chris Farley. So... Intimidating, but just because he was such a big personality and a big guy, but super, super nice. That's so nice. I love this. This is somebody who I happened to meet with you one night out in the East Village. We met up with Miss Melanie Hustle. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, that's Remember? Right. She had like really like tweezed eyebrows that yes! night. Yes, oh my God. Was she like all in denim? Maybe I don't like know. a denim skirt and I remember and like extending a uh, my eyebrow that jacket. night with a pencil, so I looked oh. really cool. I mean, I thought we were gonna uh -huh. be like the world's biggest celebrity with Miss Melanie Hudson. Oh my God, I forgot all about that. She was really, really fun. Super sweet. She seemed so fun. Um, a fun. couple more. I mean, some of the young ones that season. Jay Moore was on that season. Yeah, I was totally in love with him, and he was really, really nice. You were in love with him then. Oh yeah. He was so sexy. His yeah, body he was. was insane. He was. And he was really young. He was not that much older than no, I was. No, he wasn't. Neither was and Sarah he was Silverman. Like, kind that, of a bro, but like super funny. That was the only uh, year that Sarah Silverman was on that show. She did one season and that was it. Um, really? She didn't do two? I'm pretty sure she only did one, but I, I'll double check. Oh, but I don't know. So long ago. What, what do you, any, any, Sarah? Yeah. Oh my God, amazing. I mean, we were like friends. I would be like in her like East Village apartment. Well, right, because that's the whole thing is like, she was not much older than you. You know, she was young. She was like 23. She was like 22 or 23, 23 totally. And uh, she had this great roommate who I loved and she and her roommate used to dip tampons in um, food dye water, like in colored water and throw them against the wall. For art? I guess. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's a yeah. good story. She was great. Story. She and Melanie Hutzel shared an office and they, when we really all became friends, used to take me to the party in their limo. And I used to get like, I used to get in trouble for being in the limo. And it's like, I'm being asked to be in the limo. It's not like I'm begging. Right. Also, I, I just remember um, the following year when you weren't working for the show, but we became friends, you took me to uh, an after party. And that was yeah. the night that either Alec Baldwin or Kim Basinger hosted, but they were like there together at the after party at like Morton's or something. Right. And it was Alec Baldwin and Kim Basinger. And it was like, it was amazing. Like I was like, oh, it was so glamorous. But like, yeah. you weren't on the show, but like you knew people. You were like, hi, hi. Yeah. All right, let me, let yeah. me just finish up with the cast. Let's get to um, a couple of the bigger names. Adam Sandler. I mean, I was so head over heels in love. 
Um, super nice. I, I think a very funny guy. And I just thought he was like the most adorable, cutest guy on the planet. I was really, it was a thing. David Spade. Oh, <laughs> terrible human. Okay. I had to pick up his fucking eyeglasses at like a fancy eyewear store on like 80 something and whatever. And they used to give you cash to take cabs and stuff. It's right. not like I was hoofing it. And I came back and handed him his little fucking puny eyeglasses for his little puny head. And he gave me a $2 tip. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, no, no, thanks. That's... By the way, $2, $2. Well, this was 1993. Make it a five. <laughs> All right, David Spade, you cheap bastard. Um, what about, <laughs> what about Mike Myers? He was another big name. Oh my God. A dream, a dream. It's so funny. Cause I watched an episode. I had no idea this was going to happen today. I watched an old episode of SNL and he did coffee talk. And I was just really thinking about him because once his I laptop saw died talk too this week, it was the one with um, Mother's Day, Bill the Mother's Murray. Day, the Mother's oh, Day I didn't special. See that one. That I taped it. I saw the one with Bill Murray, who was so funny on coffee talk. Anyway, so Mike Myers was a dream. He was super lovely. And um, I went to his apartment once because I had to pick up his laptop for him. And he was so generous and nice. His wife was really awesome. And when he found out that my mother loved coffee talk, because I had told him once, he like went and bought her a coffee talk mug and signed it for her. Oh, wow. And then he used to buy me on Wednesdays, instead of leaving me with a vicious child who was mean to me, mm. he used to buy Ms. me- Ms. Ellen Clayhorn. He used to buy me um, dinner. Oh. He always bought me dinner every Wednesday. He was super nice. Okay, a couple more. Um, Norm MacDonald. Oh my God, a dream. I loved him. He was so funny. He, was he actually read- a few, I agree. He read a few of my skits and actually like sat me down and then talked about like what it means to be a kid in the hall and that's a whole thing. And he was just a, a generous, funny human. That is amazing. Tim Meadows. Lovely. Really? Handsome, lovely. That's so nice. Um, one time I helped him like, so he was doing an Ike Turner thing and it was when the Tina Turner movie was coming out and they wouldn't let him, they'd let him, like they brought it on like a Betamax kind of thing and he could watch it, but he couldn't keep it for the impersonation of whoever played Ike in the movie, whoever that was. And uh, Lawrence Fishburne. He, yes. And he and I like devised this thing and he had like a recorder in his pocket. Wow. I don't, know. I don't know. He was a really nice guy. I liked him a lot. Well, I mean, I think that's the cast. Did I ask you about Michael McKeon? Uh, yeah, I don't I don't really remember him. Okay. Yeah, I didn't remember he was but I on know then. It was my season, right? It must have been. Yeah. yeah, I don't really remember him so much. But I, I do remember him around. I remember what he looks like. Um, well, I mean, he's such a star. And speaking of uh speaking of that sort of family of people, I just want to give a rest in peace to to Fred Willard. Fred Willard, uh, I know. He's so the, sad. one of the funniest guys in the world. Um, I, know. I mean, that rounds out the, the 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 cast and kind of almost was about to round out this little fun podcast. But do you have any like quick, like really good stories or memories of this season we're interning at SNL that you want to sort of leave our listeners with? It's funny that you mentioned Alec Baldwin and Kim Basinger because they hosted the Valentine's Day show when I was there. I think Alec Baldwin had done it the next season because he does it like all the time. But, you know, they were like very married and very in love. Yeah. And I remember that I was at the table read for that show for whatever reason. And um, 
I remember when they walked into the room, it was like full on like Hollywood walking into a room. Like it really yeah, felt like, Yeah, it was like, like Brad oh and God. Angelina, you know? It's yeah, like, they it were totally, like those yeah. People. And it was like, oh my God. And um, there was a charity God, thing that old. we were doing we're so for probably. NBC. I can't remember what, but so they had to sign, the cast had to sign like a million of the cast photos for what some charity or something. And I was sort of in charge of making that happen. And they, they said, you know, we should get Alec and Kim to sign it too. So I was like, of course. So she had come to the desk cause she'd lost one of her leather gloves and I had it. I don't know. I had found it. And so we were talking, she was really nice. And I asked her to sign the photo and I explained what it was and she wouldn't do it because she felt that she wasn't good enough to be on like sign her name on the talent that was there. And I thought that was real classy. Yeah. Yeah. She was like a real like angel in a way. Yeah. I really loved her. She was very cool. Wow. I mean, I knew her for like three minutes, were, but were she was very cool. Were there any other um, hosts you remember of that from that season that you were kind of like really starstruck by or? You know, um, or, Roseanne, music, or musical acts. No. Musical acts. So Billy Joel was there. Wow. And Pearl Jam. Yeah. Jeremy. And Janet. Janet Jackson, Aretha Franklin. The music was really good that season for me, at least. And, um, but the host thing, um, I think it was, oh my God, I think Roseanne hosted. Oh my God. I'm not, I don't remember totally everyone who hosted or maybe Sarah Gilbert and Johnny Galecki came. And I have a very funny long story about a, Johnny Galecki and I became friends for like two days and went out on the town with like a grip from the show who took us to like strip clubs. <laughs> Wow. And I bumped into Johnny Galecki at a party at um, Comic-Con a couple years ago. Stay tuned for season three, everybody. And at the party, I was like, there's no way this guy's going to remember me, but I'm going to give it a whirl. And when I said hello, I introduced myself as Francesco. And I was like, I was an intern at SNL and my name was, and he was like, Rocky. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh my God. And we had this funny like drink oh. together talking about it. Well, I just have to say that between your best friendship with Dorit and your intimate relationship with uh, Johnny Galecki. Mr. Galecki. I I'm glad you still have time for little old me. I know? know, it's true, it's true, it's true. Well, listen, I think it's really fun to, um, to kind of go down this path and just bring up old, weird internships. I mean, oh the, my th God, totally. <laughs> the thing is, is that, oh my gosh, th this could be the beginning of the end for me. I'm like coughing. <laughs> Oh God, everybody! <laughs> Excuse me. It's just the wine. It Is went it down dry the wrong pipe. or wet? Just went down the wrong pipe. Um, anyway, I think that this is something that people don't really know about you. And you actually asked me a few weeks ago. You were like, "What's something that people don't know about me?" Like you got oh, it. Oh right. And I, that's I, right. I, this was my answer. You're like, "Oh, that's a good one." And I was like, "Right," because this this doesn't generally fall into like the category of things that get talked about, especially right. between us, because it's something that happened. Before so long ago, P, uh, BQ before Queens. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you know, it's. I think it's fun to talk about, and it's. I mean, it's such an institution, and there's so much celebrity involved, and working on the show is so hard, and we can talk about that. I mean, just the behind the scenes of the show is so fascinating. Um, yeah. But thank you for sharing just a couple memories. Yeah, it's a good one. Thanks. That was with fun. our listeners, and you know. This is it now. This is our this is our goodbye until next season. So yeah, I think that we I think we should end with we're not exactly sure when we're going to start up with season three. It's going to be it's not going to be that far away, but we're going to take some time to sort of figure out how to do it while social distancing and quarantining at home. But we'll <laughs> right. be back. But in the meantime, I think that we should end with a little segment called "Something to Live for Summer 2020." 
<laughs> okay. Because I have a list of things that I might die from. Um, but I think that it's going to be a nice way to end this by us thinking about something to live for summer 2020 edition. You can have more than one. Yeah, you can have one or two. This is how we're going to end this. I mean, as you know, I'm not drinking very much right now, but I have discovered White Claws. Those are kind of a fun summer 2020. No, they are, though. Um, I was hoping for something a little bit more meaningful, but, you know, White Claws. Hashtag White Claws. No, I think that, well, I'm hopeful that we will reopen some things so that things can happen a little bit this summer. But I I also am hopeful and living for the fact that, you know, I'm going to, I think we're all going to try our best to make it a great summer, even though it's going to be an odd way to spend the summer. My something to live for is sort of like kind of rethinking a lot of things that I do and that I take for granted and to continue to do that this summer and sort of, I don't know, try to make myself a little bit of a better person. Mm, that's going to be hard. I've been, I've been waiting for that to happen for over 25 years. But, you know, it makes you think about a lot of things. And sure also does. something to live for, too, is like I plan on coming to visit you. And Ugh. I think we'll maybe start our, you know, our planning of season three at the very least, maybe record a lost episode or two. Oh, I love the lost episodes, the quarantine years. <laughs> right, you know? exactly. What about you? You know, something you said really just resonated and I think made me sort of change where I was going to go with this. But White Claw? Yes. Um, you know, I think it's that, you know, really taking stock of things that seem important. And, you know, in the last uh, couple of weeks, two very simple, like old fashioned things have been like bringing me so much joy. And one is just taking really long walks around the community yeah. in which I live. And I think I, I always rave about how stunning Sag Harbor is. And I just, I love where I am. But I think for, anyone listening like go out on foot like especially if you live in a place where you're always in a car there's something so interesting about walking through your community and through neighborhoods and through streets and waving to your neighbors and like i just i've been enjoying it so much and it's been giving me a really new appreciation for where i live and um i, I want everyone to do that it's, and i think like simple things like phone phone chats with friends, like I, phone I, sex, I, I, phone sex. I just, I don't. I hope that when this is over, because I do hope it's over. But I hope that what we don't lose is like the way. Like last night, I had a random Zoom call with my friend Johnny Lopez in LA, and like two people that we worked with twenty five years ago. Right, right. In right. at EMI Records, and the four of us had this amazing Zoom chat, and. I, I don't, I don't, it was nice to connect. And I think sometimes it's, it's like, ugh, I don't really want to get a Zoom call with someone I haven't seen in 20 years. But there is something right. really nice about taking an hour out of my crazy life where I never have time to sit and talk to these people who were a huge part of my life at one point and are a part of my story. And I, I, yeah, totally. I hope that that doesn't end because it's nice to have those college reunion Zoom nights and like there's, a, there's something really nice about connecting and just talking on the phone with people and, and Zooming with old friends. And I, I think that's something to live for beyond the end of the pandemic, you know, the connectivity. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. All right, everybody. On that note... I we, hope, we I thank hope my you sound for sticking with us. This episode, everybody. We thank you for sticking with us, for being our queenies through and through. Um, we hope that and, you all uh, stay safe and healthy and sane 
and enjoy the beginning of summer the best you can. And before it ends, we will be back and we will be full of surprises. Yeah. Right? Happy Memorial Day, everyone. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. Have a great beginning of summer. Bye. Bye.